From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. In my room. It's hot in here. It's hot. So hot in. That was a good time. That was a good time. It's and actually hot. I'm not lying. Wow. That, I just bought a box fan because I could not. Um, yeah, it's almost summertime, guys, and we do have something special coming for the summer. I like special. Following us on um, the social media. So we'll talk about that towards the end. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Ooh, Girl, That's Scary. It's your co-host, Jess, the 40-ounce connoisseur. And it's Cat Daddy. We got a desk guest, a returning guest, who that real nigga of the millennium. Yes, Go plug ahead. yourself, my friend. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here, just to here to talk about some of my favorite horror movies with my friends. Oh, yes, this is uh, our friend Ernest. Um, he, if you listen to our zombie episode, he's on the episode with our other friend, Silly. Um, I talk episode. about him all the time. Yes, he's clearly, I'm obsessed. And I also was on the Slasher episode, too, if I'm correct. Yeah, the, yeah, the you were on the sla- Slasher episode. Um, so, you know, um, Hank, you know, Ernest is cool, and he likes spooky shit and nerd shit and video games. So he's in the same shit we into. And one thing that we're into is Scream as a series. So, oh. um, the original screen was what written by Wes Craven. Yeah, uh, it was. It was written by Kevin Williamson okay. and um, yeah, and Wes Craven. Yeah. Okay. So both of them. Rest in peace, Wes Craven, y'all. Yes. R.I.P. Um, to a G. 
<laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Scream series and Scream the original one was we're gonna I guess go kind of in order as we talk about it we'll have some general questions about Scream as we go through but it the first one was in what 1996 yep you know if you like horror go watch Scream we're gonna spoil the fuck out of all of these movies so go watch all one through four I would suggest all four cause none of them are so bad where you can't see them once they're none all free on Tubi all four of them, apparently. And one through three, I watched within the last 48 hours, so I know they are there. Now, granted, uh, this episode may not come out for y'all right now, but Hopefully it'll come out free. Yeah, it'll come out soon enough where it should still be free. Even still, the original Scream, if you've never seen it, I would pay. I would I would pay money to rent it if you can't get it anywhere else. Absolutely. And whatever reason, but the original Scream, definitely worth the watch. Um, so, Scream is about uh, this. It's a slasher film. It's like ooh, the new age, down nine two thousands. We about to change it up on niggas, you know. Where we don't take the movie as seriously. It's kind of meta. You like the the characters know they're in a scary movie, and that as it goes on, that is the basis of a lot of the you know assumptions and things we talk about because the characters like okay so what happens in a scary movie okay this is what's gonna happen I'm gonna move like this because I already know what's gonna happen but then you still get kind of murdered. Um, because you don't account for other things sometimes. It depends. Um, or some of the characters don't really know they're in a scary movie until it's too fucking late. But, you know, it's kind of a kind of funny slasher. Um, it was scary as a bitch. I was yeah. scared when I first saw this movie. Tension. Building tension like that, especially on the phone. Like, back, back in that time, you know, prank callers. I don't know how old you guys listening are, but... <laughs> I was born in the 90s, and, you know, niggas was prank calling. That was a thing. Like, they were prank calling, you know, everybody didn't have caller ID. You know, you couldn't really start 69 these niggas until a little bit later. You know, no, for real, yeah, like, couldn't. niggas was just calling people, you know, p- playing pranks because you get away with it. Now, you can't really do that, and I don't answer unknown numbers anyway. Yeah, I don't know the number. I am, in fact, not answering it. So, there's that. Um, but 1996... Having a cell phone in general is a little shaky. You had money. They thought, yeah, they thought, thought you was a drug dealer. Having pages and shit, you a doctor or a drug dealer. And that's yeah, what they that's thought. Um, but, you know, feelings about Scream, the original Scream, guys. How y'all feel? We're about to dive into the sequence of the story. Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's how I feel about the movie. Every fucking body's a suspect, okay? Everybody turn around. This nigga the killer. This nigga might be a killer. It was just so many red herrings. Uh, so many. <laughs> ooh, this person looks creepy. And they used to make certain people creep really creepy on purpose. And then they're not even the killer, but then they might be because they say weird shit. And I'm like, why would you say that? Why would you act like that? You Do you not know you're in a... I didn't expect the, expect the killers to be the killers. Um, I did not because originally I thought one of the killers, no, we're spoiling it at this point. Cause like I said, if you haven't seen Scream, you shouldn't be here. I'd have told your ass to go see the original. I'm getting a little okay. aggressive. Go see the original. Thanks, please. Love you so much. Go see the original and then come back. But then also people, like I said, don't care about spoilers, but I would like for you to watch it. It's an experience. What about you, Ernest? Honestly. I would say watch the movies before I listen to this episode because I like the ending of one. Sadly, I was spoiled before because I saw two, Scream 2, before I seen Scream 1. Damn. So, I mean, I did, at the time, I didn't know who the kills were, but I didn't know who survived. So, you know, it's that type of thing. Yeah. But it is what it is. I was young. <laughs> yeah, I understand. My mom, because she loves horror as much as I do, 
I was six in the movie theater. I shouldn't have been in no motherfucking movie theater at six. Because well, I, I remember, I know for a fact, because I remember the smell of popcorn <laughs> watching this movie and the bitches, but the opening scene of Scream, Drew Barrymore with this blonde fucking wig. Yes. yes. Hanging out with her oversized sweater, living Looks. her best life. On her, I remember having a fucking cordless phone, a white one at that. I was like, dang, that definitely would be me. You know, hanging out with you popcorn and then call playing your phone. And you think it's cute until you get ready to hang up and they be like, bitch, I'm going to kill you. What? That was an amazing opening scene. Man, I love that open the opening too. Like I, you know how people have this, you know, this credits and this title card, whatever. Then this is the niggas acting. Okay, that's cool. But I like when they don't give me shit and niggas start acting up front. I just fuck that. I can figure out who's who later. Fuck that. I don't go to movies to see specifically because certain people are in them. Mm-hmm. I go because of what what is this plot? Let me see with this plot. I trust whoever you chose can act their way through. Nope. You know, they be fucking up, they be fucking nope. up. But my going into it, I don't really care if it's a no actor, unknown actor. What what job are you going to do on this thing? And I mean, and, right now I knew Drew Barrymore. But. And that's the crazy thing about Screen 1. It opens with the biggest name star at the time mm-hmm. and then having, ha- having her be murdered. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, I have no idea what's going to happen now. Like, that's Drew Barrymore just got killed. Yeah, that's kind of like what Alfred Hitchcock, I mean, kind of sort of did the same thing with Psycho. Like, you took the main character, somebody you, like, the audience had already had or quickly made a connection to and just killed her off in the beginning of the movie. So now you're like, hold on now, like, where the fuck do we go from here? Like, who are these niggas? But, you know, everybody else is but familiar. You're right there, you can. You're yeah, on the ride. I, mean, I hate you. you. I was, as soon as I hit play, I was here. Yeah. So, they, they definitely kill her off, but it's like a you know, it's just normal. You get cool with Drew Barrymore. She's hanging out. She's not stupid. You know, she's not. She doesn't give this, ooh, whatever, bitch. I'm going to just talk to you. I wouldn't choose her as a trivia partner. Mm, yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that part, and that's a little, like, reading more into the character and who, like, who's actually doing the killings is that regardless of what answer she gave, they were going to kill her regardless. Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, they asked who was the killer in like in Friday Thirteenth. Like we all know, it's Mrs. Voorhees, but they weren't really specific. Like when they talk about this at that time in '96, there's a franchise called Friday the Thirteenth. They talk about the whole yeah. franchise. Are they talking about Mrs. Voorhees? Are they talking about the girl who kills Mrs. Voorhees? Voorhees, because technically she's a killer as well, since so she killed someone in the movie. But you know, it's, it's like I said, it was a it was a trap. Regardless, they were going to murder her regardless of who she said. And even still, she was stressed. How she go about to make the best decision she can? Well, she's fucked up, okay. She this nigga already said he gonna kill her. Her popcorn burnt. She's home alone. Like this nigga to call her three times because he hung she hung up the wrong number, then he called her again. And it's like, oh, and it doesn't seem as threatening as her. You know how niggas are creepy, but not as threatening. You know, they're creepy, but that's fucking creepy, but this is not about to end my life. Yeah. You know, he's flirting, like, oh, what's your sense here? Whatever. Now, granted, my black ass would have hung the fuck up, period, before he even got a chance. And we, called, your house and we called again. He wasn't in the house at that point, I don't think. He was in the vicinity. He was in the vicinity. But that's as far as he would have got. Because as soon as the nigga called me twice, I would have started locking the fucking doors. Because, bitch, you don't play on my fucking phone. The door would have been locked. Because anyway, you live in a life where you don't Look, have you live in a band, though. But you have to remember, you have to remember, she did lock the doors. She she went and locked the doors. How they got in was didn't they throw something in the window? I can't remember. Yeah, I've just seen something in a while. In the house, aerobatics. Like, she wasted time going around to lock the doors though. They should have been already locked. And I was like, oh my doors is locked. Let me. And she had a she had her hands on the knife because she was playing with it and then she didn't take it. 
Because <laughs> she wasn't threatened. She didn't feel threatened. And I immediately felt threatened because I don't know you and you got my mm-hmm. phone number. And back then, you know, you can't just get my fucking phone number. Like, you can't. You could. Can, some people are in the phone books, but I know that you, me, you're not calling, going in the phone book to find me to play on my phone this much and threaten to gut me like a fish, which sticks for me forever. I'm going to gut you like a fish. Woo! Wait. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. It's escalated quickly. I would have been in the bathroom with a knife. Just now let's, lock. now let's go a little bit further like deeper into this it's like all right so who ends up killing her now because there's two killers there's billy and Stu. Mm-hmm. Stu is her ex-boyfriend so he intimately probably knows that house mm-hmm. so him getting in probably wouldn't have been hard anyway he probably knows where her secret key is stashed because he's been with her we don't know how long but she was dating him and dumped him for the fo- the, her current boyfriend mm-hmm. who they end up murdering so it's just like it was well planned out they knew what they were planning on doing and like I said they were going to kill her no matter what happened and they knew how they could get in the house and how to mess with her the best and so that's what they end up doing and it's just wild like when you think about like watching the movie after knowing more like what's going on it's just like wow open your eyes to everything that's going on because both characters as we talked about before are very genre savvy. They love horror movies. They know everything about horror movies. So they so they try to methodically plan to make everything more like a movie and what to avoid to try to force their victims into doing those things. And it's just crazy. Yeah, it's wild and it's very self-aware. Like, oh, if I was in a movie, oh, they do this in the movies. Oh, they do that in the movies. Bitch, I'm not this person from this movie. Don't be doing all that. You know, they make so many references to like all these other horror movies that you've probably seen before. Right. And I really like, that's why I'm 100% here for Jamie Kennedy's character, Randy. Randy is that guy, okay? Yeah. I love that Randy, even like, I know I'm jumping the shark a little bit, but even in like future movies, Randy, you know, still has some sort of a presence because at this point we've already said we're spoiling the so it is what it is. But he still has his hand in every story. Well, the to, first three, first, yeah, to a certain degree, yeah. yeah, for the first three. I don't think, yeah, no, not in four, one at all. But I yeah. wonder if they'll mention him in five. Maybe, possibly. If that nigga pulls up with another fucking take, like, hey y'all, I'm back, nigga. Um, my DVD collection. I knew you niggas was gonna fuck up, so let me just explain some um, obscure lore shit that I found out. Here's this. Here's some rules, and they gonna put come into play later. But Randy was fun. He's definitely uh, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's self aware, and he's definitely like he's in love with Sid, who is the main character and is in all of the movies. Um, who's a super duper final girl, super saiyan final girl. Like you know. It's not very many franchises where you have a final girl that makes it through multiple sequels. The final girl, you like, I know with Jason, I know with Friday the 13th, these other movies. Yeah. The, there's a final girl. They eventually die. They eventually die, and then you get a new final girl. And this one, no, they're die hard, not fucking around. Like, no, this bitch here is a bad bitch. She adapts. Um, mm-hmm. Sydney Prescott. And you watch her, you know, in the first one, she's a teenager. She's not fucking, you know, she get a little, <laughs> she got pizza. No, really. She's not fucking with you hoes. She's not playing with you hoes. You know, she's a little PG. She might show a little tit here and there, but she's not doing too much. Although Billy is trying to fuck real hard, but she's like, whatever. Her boyfriend was trash. And then for us to later find out that this nigga is the killer. Yes. And not only one of the killers, one of them. And he was like, you know, mad. That's why it also calls back when she's, she's coming off the year anniversary of her mom getting murdered. 
and which is hard. Like your mom's getting murdered and you're like 16, 17, maybe no, no, she's a senior. She's like 17, 18. You know, you're young. This is a prime time for you to need your fucking mom. And she got murdered brutally. You're not over that. He's like, this is like a year ago. You mad because her mama broke up your motherfucking family and your mama abandoned you. But you taking that out on Sydney when you need to be talking to your fucking mom. Because her divorcing your fucking daddy ain't got shit to do with her being a mom to you. Um, but you know, you don't need your, you're misdirecting your anger and you want to be mad at Sydney who ain't do shit. She was just minding her fucking business, to be quite honest. Like you, her, she didn't, she's not responsible for her mom while in, like her mom was cool, but her mom was also, you know, like she had a husband, she had a nigga, she had another nigga. You well, know. let's pump the brakes because. Mm. Maureen Prescott was living a whole life. Secret life. She was in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, she Niggas was... ain't know about that. She was she thought and botting. Niggas don't know who she what is. What you say? I said she was thought and botting around town. Listen, she was having a great time. Maureen Ball head whole shit. And I mean, you know, I'm with it, but you know, you got to be mindful breaking up niggas' homes. You can't be going breaking down niggas' homes like that. Well, you know, back in the backpack, when she was a youth, them, she really had a whole different alias, baby. So she was really actually... Um, a pioneer in this uh, New Year new reset. Like yeah. She said, bitch, New Year, New Me. Um, she told told time, and this is, of course, a specific story. Now we're jumping ahead, but yeah. still. Here we are. If you, like I said, if you've seen the movies, you should be following. Well, let's slide on in. Now, <laughs> well, Scream 1. Yes. Right. We've already said that, you know, Sydney has gone through, she's gone through all these trials and tribulations. All of her friends are dying in random, obscure ways. This final scene where Jimmy, Jamie Kennedy's character, Randy, um, you think he's about to die, but he does die. There's a lot of fake outs, especially with, um, what's his name? David Arquette's character. Yeah, you think he's gonna <laughs> die. And he's so stupid looking, like, he's silly, he's squinting his eyes, his line delivery. His music is wild when he comes in. <laughs> it's, it's funny, like, it's like a, a, like a spoof situation, like, I'm the, the cop, but I'm I'm the detective, but I'm smart. It's a it's a cowboy it's a cowboy sheriff type thing, it but it's played funny because it's Dewey. Dewey is an idiot. <laughs> he is fucking stupid. Shout out to the <laughs> scary movie franchise yes. uh, for the perfect spoof remake. But that's and a- he was stupid in the end of the movie. He wasn't stupid. He was the actual killer. Yeah, yeah but it it's is wild. Movie. That was fun. Scary movie was fun. Um, it didn't. Some made jokes in age, but it was fun. Girl. I'm not gonna hold you. Scary movie one and two. I would still watch them. I'm not gonna hold you um, unless y'all tell me some problematic secret. But other than that, <laughs> watch it. The yeah. OG Scream was fine. Now, yeah. because this movie was the icon that it was, it was like, you know, doing a lot of shit for its time. Like, we're really not seeing movies being really super aware of themselves. Yeah, it's, meta um, is not a thing that was like niggas want super meta. Wes Craven is out here doing his thing again. And all of the movies are like that. Like, yeah, like, I mean, Scream pioneered the meta commentary because it was at the point at that point in time before Scream came out, slashers were pretty much being made fun of. It, it is what it, like mm-hmm. after the eighties, the early nineties, like the slashers were just not that good. Mm-hmm. And then Scream came in, destructed the whole, they deconstructed the whole entire genre of slashers and just changed the game. It was like I, like you, like we said before, characters are self aware of what's going on. That don't mean that they ain't going to die, but they're trying their best to survive. If you watch most of those murders and scream, everyone is fighting their hardest to get away from this guy. And just the fact that there's more than one of them, that's why they usually do die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they play because they well planned out. Trick your ass. Yeah, you can't <laughs> escape. 
Like they're like they like I say, one step ahead. Drew Carrymore. Wow, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> she on the phone like, oh, I'm not doing all that. Oh, I'm locking the door. She got a knife. Then she was running. Then she was trying to call, get her parents. She was trying to do all this shit. And I'm like, wow, you still died. He's oh, ten steps ahead friend. of you, niggas. He's ten steps ahead of everybody. And they go and they plan these murders. Like, they're killing all of Sydney's friends because, you know, Sydney, your mama wronged us, so we gonna torture you. Which still don't make... You need to see a therapist. Um, You need to go to therapy. Yeah. You Because something... You're not okay. You're not... Because your problem's still not solved. Your mom still doesn't love you because she abandoned you. She still abandoned you after you would have... If you would have succeeded. So, there's that. But, you know, they're out here. Um, Sydney's friends are dying around her, but, you know... She trucks it forward, and you know, Stuart, who is played by Matthew Lillard, and I want y'all to understand that by the end of this movie, Matthew Lillard is so into this shit, he is foaming at the fucking mouth, y'all. Yeah, like, gone. It, <laughs> he is gone I, full level. He five. is, he, when I say hey, that motherfucker take it to a 12, get woozy and I'm just sitting on this dead ass spit coming from his mouth and he's pointing and sweating and I'm like ew like ooh this he means this shit he ad- that character is a doctor for this shit, this shit and him. you know what happens he dies for this shit he fucking dies Billy Loomis killed that nigga supposedly dies yeah. we still have no hint if he's still alive or not because supposedly he's coming back for five right so there's that supposedly he's coming back for he five and he has a cameo in two you know what you're right you're right we'll see we'll see uh but yeah they definitely they get to the bottom of it these two niggas the 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 killers murderer murderer your whole your nigga who was touching your panties a few days ago is trying to your kill boyfriend you. is a killer how sick because his mom left him because his mom because his daddy cheated so we now it's your fault sydney why aren't you mad at your fucking father with his bitch ass but anyway you know sydney come out on top because sydney ain't no bitch like i need y'all to know that sydney don't play in each movie she gets a little like a new set of information and she operates differently every movie but as the story progresses she's getting mentally beat the fuck down yeah she still come out on top most of the time but you can see how shit fucks the pcsd is crazy um now i think legendary icon who should have got more time scream 2 another these movies are now you know of course you start to expect that as the movies progress there's going to be a fire open scene before we yes the fire open scenes but because I do want to talk about because I was in the movie theater because he's three two as well. Um, but we forgot Gail Weathers and Courtney Cox. That's Gail Weathers. I just want y'all to know she gets punched in the face, and that's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> the fact and that's you intro with. Yeah, no, movie one and I mean... two. She got knocked. Up. She got her fucking jaw slapped because sometimes that's what the fuck you need. And also, I feel like some of these reporters be asking way too much. You know, Sydney okay. been going through all this, and you asking her all these questions, and she rocked your fucking jaw because you questions. took it too far. And I feel like that's what you deserve. But she is a fun kind of character though, because she only cares really about. She's selfish. It gets better. Mm-hmm. Her character get like develops, and she's a little less up. It's still trying to propel her own career always but you know she's like even the cameras be cut off and she's like fuck it i'm still gonna turn up whatever let's do it right but you know gail weapons is great dewey's is great sydney you're gonna see these are characters you're gonna see throughout that's why i'm bringing her back up because she's not going away oh she's, yeah no absolutely. she's not going away those are three characters i didn't realize you didn't mention her yeah those are three characters specifically and her and her highlights um 
and Scream 1. And Browns. You know Browns. what? I love the 992000, but Courtney Cox Browns was one of the reasons why I really get stressed out about a lot of things. You know what? Just an example. I didn't even focus on her brows that much because I I too had thin brows back in the day. Um, but because well, I'm stressed for all of us, Because that's, that's what it was. No brow. It was the style. But her highlights, really. The first one, okay. The second one, they were chunky, but they weren't crazy. The third one where her bangs came in, and it was just her back <laughs> So they were so thin, and just, I, I want to know who did her hair. And it looked like she had a clip-on curl bun. with a, Ooh, I feel attacked. Mm, yeah, but okay. So, listen. Round up screen one. Killer on the loose is two killers. It's um, Sydney man, boyfriend, who her mama was no. killed a year earlier and was fucking his dad. Yeah. And, you know, she comes out on top, they die, apparently, maybe. I know Billy Loomis is dead, specifically, because yeah. when we go to screen two, the killer is Billy's fucking mom. Surprise, ho! Because she's like, bitch, you killed my son. I was a good mom. Everybody's saying it's Well, here, hold on. Wait. So, y'all mean to tell me that Billy Loomis' mom killed Jada Pinkett in the movie theater because it was a day of the end of why and her boyfriend... Didn't their names were like Maureen or something? They had the same kind of names. It was kind of like a. The yeah, they had the same kind of names, but I believe it wasn't her that killed them. I think it was Mickey that killed them. Okay, because remember, it's two killers. I think Mickey did that. You know, he's psychotic and he don't care. We know that he's sloppy. Yeah, he's just a cop. She just nurtured him into the way, like okay, she was trying to play like, "Well, bitch, I'm saying." I'm just getting you because you killed my son. You're not saying because, girl. I did like that she was, you know, I love that the killers basically, we all know they hide in plain sight at this point. She's um, around. And she was playing like a rival anchor woman for Gail. And she was nice. Like, she wasn't a bitch. She wasn't mean like, ooh, Gail, fuck you. She's like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. It's still Gail, oh, fuck you, though. this is what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, Gail, fuck you. But this is what's happening right now, Gail. Oh, are you okay? Oh, what do you want to ride or some shit? Now she pulled the gun out like, haha, bitch, I'm a whole new Bitch, I lost sixty pounds. Bitch, I got work done. Bitch, look at my cheekbones. Nah, I got work I'm about done. to fuck you hoes up. The the best thing about it is that anytime that she's around, if you notice that if Sydney or like Randy comes around or anyone that's that's from actual Woodsboro shows up, she kind of shirks away yeah. because they all would know her on sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when she comes in at the end, as soon as she comes out, like Sydney, Sydney is like, what the fuck, bitch. Are you kidding? Because of course she would know. That's her nigga. That's her nigga motherfucking mom. Yeah. So she's like, whoa. But you know, Timothy Gail Oldman plays like. uh, Mickey. He always makes me nervous. Timothy Oldman. Mm. Uh, he looks oily. I love Timothy Oldman. He's great. He, he looks great. He is a great actor, but yeah. she said the span is oily. He looks oily, bro. Like he looks like <laughs> like an oil slick. Yeah, like he touches <laughs> you and it's greasy, bitch. Like you bam. know. It's like you do work outside all the time. Like Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. No, he, Matthew McConaughey doesn't look as oily. Girl, Matthew, he's working outside all Matthew time. McConaughey looks stupid to me. Uh, like, okay. not smart. And I know he's played roles where he's intelligent, but he I feel like he plays so many surfer dude roles that it's in my head that he's oh, not. Oh, no. You know, they and they it's not, I'm not trying, yeah, I'm not trying to say that the nigga's stupid. I don't know him in real life. But the roles he played earlier kind of get, and then he definitely was there. What's that modeling movie with Ben? Ah, uh, shit. That was his brother. That's Owen. Oh, that's his home friend. Owen Wilson was in that. Shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Zoolander. Yeah, that's you that's Owen Wilson. Get these people mixed up. I do. So, I, the people listening, when it comes to actors, 
I don't know their names all the time. There's some people who I see all the time and I know their face and name immediately. Owen Wilson got a broken nose. Yeah, but I'm thinking Owen Wilson and then Matthew McConaughey, they they don't even look alike for real, for real. Nothing alike. Not at all. <laughs> like now I'm thinking about this, I'm like, oh, they don't even look alike. I did this, like I said, I do this with Daniel Radcliffe, Elijah Wood, and oh fucking Robert Pattinson. They don't even look alike. When you put them in a picture together, they don't, no, they don't look alike. Like, I say this at all. all. But it, I would still be calling all them niggas Harry Potter. I have to stop. Uh, <laughs> I got to stop. <laughs> so not Owen, not Owen Wilson. Matthew McConaughey actually looks a little smarter. Never mind. I changed my mind. So listen, screen two, if we have to like pause and like think about, okay, like, of course, everybody has their own favorite chapter to the story. I actually enjoyed for a long time. I, I don't know how I feel right now, but at one point in life, Screen 2 was my fave. I was like, you had like, oh, here's an original and here's a sequel. Like, I definitely preferred watching the sequel over the original. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Like, I feel like the uh, the first one is better made, but I personally like the second one better because of two things. One, we bring uh, Cotton Weary actually into the story instead of like him just being out. You know, he's mentioned in the first one. But he's he's not really in it. But then in the second one, he's there. And then you also have my favorite like Ghostface. Like it's not he, the person doesn't die, but it's still my favorite like kill of the movie. And that's where he gets Dewey in the soundproof room. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So I okay. Originally, I had the same feeling as y'all when I was young. World, I always loved Scream Two, mm-hmm. top notch. But. Re- because I rewatched them literally within the last forty eight hours, and I'm a grown up. I'm a grown up jazz now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm th- now I'm starting to appreciate certain different things, and I appreciated you know fifteen to twenty years ago, which is really twenty years ago for me. Because like I said, I was watching. I've been watching horror films since I was like four or five. I'm not playing with y'all. Y'all niggas watching Peppa Pig. That's cool. I'm watching Friday the Thirteenth. That's what we're doing. I'm like, we eat yeah. fucking fruit snacks. We drinking fucking uh, fan, not fancy sodas. What them? What them fucking? What what them sodas called? When they say oh, Shasta, the fucking Shasta sodas. Forget fruit snacks. And I'm watching horror films. Like I've been watching them a long time. So I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking with this. But now the original, I really fuck with because now, like when I listen to the dialogue, now I'm getting into the. I understand more about the dialogue because when I was six watching it, I didn't understand none of those references. Yeah, no. I don't understand none of them because I, I even if I had seen the movies, I was at an age where I could not put them together. So now, pushing thirty, um, I'm I'm listening to these episodes. I'm like, I've been watching these movies. I'm like, oh shit, that's from this. Oh, I watched it two months ago. Or yeah, oh, I seen that last. Oh, this makes it. Oh, it's a lot of dots got connected for me again from watching it again. And I just really have a different appreciation for the original now. And I'm not even a nigga who is, you know, because, you know, niggas love the originals, everything. Yeah. I'm a diehard. The original's always better. It's not. Um, wow. You know, it's a matter of opinion. Shake the table. No, I'm shaking the table. It's a matter of opinion. You don't have to call favorite the fucking original just because you want to or everybody else or just not want to. If you want to, that's fine. If everybody else is saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because it's not if You just like the fucking movie. It's personal fucking choice. So some people are just like, but only the original is always better because it's the original. And that's not the case, because it depends on what you enjoy about the movie. So if you're looking for more kills, which it, sequels always have better kills, which is like Friday the 13th, second, the second thing, better kills than the original, sorry. Um, although Kevin Bacon did get stabbed. And, Kevin but, Bacon is the greatest answer. 
But the nigga got caught in half in a handstand on the second part. That I'm never gonna forget that nigga stuffed in the ceiling. Oh, okay. But yeah, like you know, y'all like the sequel. The original I appreciate a little more. I like the original more. But then also I really appreciate Scream Four. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. Just okay. Quite a bit. Um. But yes, Scream Two. The mom is a killer with this person she's nurtured, and you see this person hanging out. He's a friend. You think he might die because he's one of those throw not throwaway characters. But he's a character that, like, okay, he probably gonna die or something. But you don't really suspect him as much. You suspect a lot. Because they throw a lot of red herrings out there. Like, because Cotton Weary comes out, but then he has creepy dialogue that makes him... I know when I was younger, I thought Cotton was a killer because he was saying shit that, why would you say that? I like Cotton. Yeah, I, okay, so I don't like Cotton. And you like Cotton. I don't like. Of course, Cotton I like Cotton Weary. Cotton Weary is a great really character. Pressed up on Sydney, like okay, I okay, Cotton's trash, but I know you. No, but the thing was not even about him pressing up on. He pressed up on about a fucking Diane Walters fucking interview or some shit. Cotton trying to get to the money. I know he's trying to get to the money, but her mom is fucking. He's trying shit, to. Like he's trying to get to the money. Kill her right now. He tr- she's like literally nineteen or twenty. Get the fuck off her case because you grown, he, nigga. Move. He tr- he trying to get to the money because she fucked his life up yeah, by calling him a murderer. I know. He almost he was she in jail because of her. But he's also really like when we get to the towards the end and he got the gun, like, oh, we're gonna do this interview now. Like, bitch, if you don't shoot this killer, I'm sure if you shoot this Listen. fucking because the killer gonna kill your ass too, stupid. Like you worry about Dan Walters right now. Shoot this bitch. Yeah. So then you can like, all right, I killed her. Can you please do the interview at, for this for me now that I saved your life? I'm sure that Cindy would have been like, yes, at that point, because she definitely tried to slide the fame towards him. Like, you need to interview Cotton, he's the hero. Take it to him. He shot but at first, she wasn't at... Here's the thing, right? I'm not... Cotton is a shitball. Let's get this... For ju- just for the thing, like, do I enjoy Cotton as a character As a character when it comes to, like, you know, showing up and other shit? But he's very selfish and very into the money. He reminds me of Gail. That's why I, I, I like Gail, but I don't like Gail, too. Like, if I was in real life, and I would have punched Gail in the mouth, too. Like, if in real life, I would also punch Cotton as well. Like, you pulling up yelling at me in the fucking library over a fucking interview that I ain't got shit to do with, bitch. I'm trying to get my life together. Bitch, I'm in college. I got class. Get the fuck out my face, bitch. The world don't revolve around you. I know you went to jail, but the nigga also framed you. It's not like, oh, I picked you out of nowhere, bitch. There was evidence. Don't don't act like this shit happened in a fucking vacuum. Now, the crazy thing is, though, the reason why, like, the only reason, like, Gail was being as hard as she was in the first one because she was trying to get cotton unconvicted. She's trying to get cotton out of jail. Because the thing is, the only thing that sent Cotton to jail was Sydney's actual testimony. There was no actual evidence. It was just him literally just, she saw him coming out, mm-hmm. saw him somewhere around. That's it. That's the only thing that got him arrested. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, Cotton is trash. He's a very trash human being, but also but I, he, I, I, I enjoy him. him. No, yeah, so, I yeah. enjoy him as a character in general trashiness involved. It's like, yeah. he's an interesting character yeah. to follow. And I mean, him being trash makes a lot of sense. His so redemption. 365 days in jail, and then my life is fucked up. Did about show No, he, be, he didn't beat her ass, which is nice. Um, Greg would not beat nobody ass, but he did pull up on her like, look, you won't do this for me, bitch, because you fucked my shit up, okay? At least, but still... His lines just made him seem like I feel like they. He's might a shitball. Yeah, he's definitely a shitball because I'm like, you're out of jail. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't tell you what to redeem so, your life. He uses money, but yeah, he's trying to get to the bread. I will be famous and do this. He's gonna he's gonna capitalize off of what happened to him. And you know, I get it. I do get it. But like, bro, they just in the movie with his dialogue and the way he appears, it just makes him not as likable. Well, that's that's also because they're yeah. Trying to throw so I definitely going. yeah, but. They just they in the part that you can throw a red herring in there, because they did enough with the voice change situation. They did enough with that. I'm like, you didn't really. Well, no, that was the third one. Um, yeah. Yeah, third one. Yeah, had voice, is, has all the voice changes. I have the second <laughs> one. They was hot. On, Randy was hot on ass. Yeah. Then they got they got Randy up out of there. No, he got Randy out of there. Nigga just going around with the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nigga who spins around. That spin he was makes, fucking getting it with that, that fucking boo box. That spin makes me laugh every time he gets stabbed up and this nigga spins the fucking He getting it. Ooh, yeah. Oh, fuck it up. I'm like, okay. Perfect indication of the nineties. Yes, and he got to move. And this nigga is really dying in the car. Poor Randy, um, because he was an interesting character and he was fun. Granted, he does not fully go away, um, but. I mean, yeah. we well, I understand, but like I said, y'all like cotton. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't like cotton. I don't want Gale. I don't like Dewey. I like Sydney halfway. I, I kind of like some of the characters that die a little more than the characters that live. I mean, but I, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I do, I will give them their flowers of how they change and evolve, like throughout the thing. But yeah. Because, but also, you know, I feel like I'm a little harsh. Because, you know, I'm watching it. I'm not there with a psycho killer. I feel like they're making stupid choices, but I'm like, what kind of choice would I made under that pressure? I might have fucked around and made the same dumbass choice. I don't know. So, you know, when people, you know how I feel about people making dumbass choices. It makes me dislike them. Why the fuck would you do that? You, you deserve to die because you don't deserve to die because no one should be in your house trying to kill you. That's fucked up. But also, girl, like, like this movie, Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it, and she's a lot of familiar faces yeah. in this movie. And she's like, you know, being a sober sister and shit. And you, someone's calling your house. They're being fucking weird. I know you have a car because you're the driver. In case you, Omar, as soon as somebody's calling me, I would have had my keys. And then I saw the other sister. I would said, somebody's on the phone playing with me. I'm gonna go in the car. Let's get in the car. Like, for me, I would have immediately been on alarm. But I can understand why some people wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. But, like, all, like I told y'all, somebody playing on my phone already puts me at, you know where I'm at. Because you, you you having my phone number, you close to being where I'm at. You know where, you find out where I'm mm-hmm. at. So, off rip, I'm like, no, nah, fuck yeah. that. Let me start locking doors and getting out. And that one... And that one, didn't she think he it was, was her drunk. boyfriend calling like, her? Somebody call, but, he's, but he let her know that he wasn't him early and she kept talking to him. Like that was before she even got super alone. No, she, she, hung up, like, she hung up the phone and then the other sorority sister answered the phone and said it was yeah. her boyfriend. Uh, no, no. She didn't say it was her boyfriend. Nigga was like, oh, well, she did. Yeah, because that's she why she got stupid. on the phone. But and that's what the killer, but she, she don't know, know what her boyfriend sound like. But that's the thing. The girl already, several together already knew that wasn't her boyfriend because I feel like when she was on the couch talking to him, he was like, I'm not such and such. And then when she hung up, the girlfriend Yeah, and she know. hung up the phone. She hung Yeah, the girlfriend didn't know. So she hung up the phone, someone he, he called phone. back. But the he, other girl picked up the phone knew, like, and was phone. like, oh, it's it's like, Mark. I was like, oh, it's you again? Word? I'm getting the fuck out. Because <laughs> I feel like when they're talking to each other in the background, you can see him coming through the open door and he goes in the house and goes like up the stairs. Now, they don't see this. 
I yeah, he, he, go, he goes and hides in the house. He wasn't in the house originally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you made a few, like, you, you, first of all, y'all left that door fucking open. That's dead. I'm like, somebody, if somebody's calling me, I don't know if my man, even if it's just my man, come inside, I'm locking the door. Somebody outside, somebody playing with me. What yeah. the fuck is going on? Like I, like I said, on edge. She was not on edge until the nigga got in the house and the girl left. And she was like, ha, 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 I'm about to cut your ass up. And I was like, wait a minute, no. Now the crazy thing about this is also is like she lives in a sorority house. How many prank calls do you think they probably Black Christmas with those prank calls? Listen, them girls still dead in that house. Girl, (laughs) they did they ever find that bitch in the attic? No. I mean, because because they the original please. No, no, I haven't seen that. It's on Shutter. I know you got Shutter. All right, because if you think about like even at the beginning of the movie, like, Sydney's being plagued with nothing but prank calls. So I'm just, like, wondering how many prank calls are being being made, period. Just, like, how many drunk frat guys call that house and and toy around until they Friends. find who they're supposed to be talking to? Get these thugs out of here. Yeah, predators, exactly. This, this, is, this, is, uh, this is the yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. They were called yeah, Black Roommate, the second one. Like, girl, what? we go on to this little party. What's her name? Um, Hallie. Hallie? Hallie was an, although I like her character and other stuff, I've seen that character multiple times. Yeah, she was on, um, she's played on several shows. A lot of these Lots people of in the 90s and early 2000s, um, it was. You're talking about um, Alicia yeah, yeah. from uh, The Human? Yes, they all the, go the on like, different shows and stuff. Like you have the girl, what is it, Rebecca Gayhart. She was also in Urban Legend. You oh, have, yep, you got um, like Rose McGowan. She's been in quite a yep. few things. Omar Epps. Like, <laughs> she's recently been known as being the crazy oh, white girl. Wow. Right. Speaking of, okay, so we didn't really discuss the opening scene because the opening scene in all of these movies are interesting, kind of interesting. Well, yeah, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but right. um, it was it was a very like standout opening scene, yeah. Um, especially because once again, the black people died in the beginning. Majority of the black people died. And what's funny is the black people, at least Jada Pinkett, which I'm like, she was a demon. Like, how you kill her like this? Anyway, she was like, you know, oh, this bitch doing this stupid ass shit, bitch, get out the house, whatever. And then she gets killed in an unconventional way. Because, you know, of course, her boyfriend fucking eavesdropped. First of all, if I hear somebody saying, mommy, shit, I'm getting the fuck out the uh, bathroom. But he gets stabbed up. Okay cool and then she saw him with the mask because he scared her so the nigga takes his jacket puts it on and sits next to her in the movie theater it's dark he has his jacket on which probably has the smell and scent she on it he's like wearing that. gloves he got the mask on she knows he has the mask but she's not alarmed because th- he showed her this she but then like she leaned on him at a scary part when she took away from him her hands had blood on them and she was like what the fuck and then he stabs her up and she dies in front of everybody um, it was just it was a little unsettling for me. First of all, as a youth, them I was a little scared. Then it's like, damn, why she got die like that? First of all, the movie and just started. The black people already dead. So here we go. We just got here and we're dead. They didn't show you the fucking title card, dog. And two niggas. I was geeked up just to see Jada Pinkett and have her killed right in front of me. Like I know. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, she was already and set it off. She had showed us she was a bad bitch. She made it as a survivor, and y'all gonna do this to her? She was a survivor in two movies. Set it off. And fucking demon night. I mean, survivor or not, I'm tired. Even, yes, survivor or not, like, I, even then, I'm tired of knowing, like, okay, as soon as I see the black people, I know they about to die. Now, granted, they toss a little couple of black people in there in the end, but they die too. So I'm really just like, we about to die. 
Yeah. On top of in this movie that none of the characters are safe. Not even the main characters are none safe. Of them are so safe. I'm really just like, you know what, fuck it. Like, oh, well, here we are. Hey, Dwayne Mark. Yes, Dwayne you're actually shout out to him. Cam, but one <laughs> of the did. very few cameramen that actually made it out. You want to know why? Because he said, fuck this, take your camera, I'm fucking out, bitch. Pull I'm the done. plug. Pull the plug. And he left, and you don't see him no more until the end where it's safe. And I'm like, thank goodness, because I don't, I didn't remember his character really until I watched the second movie mm-hmm. again. I'm like, oh yeah, he did that. That's so nice. He's like, all right, I'm gone. I remember what happened to uh, your last cameraman. Now, of course, wait, there's more. Just like they say in the scary movie, James. There are two more movies in this franchise. There's four movies total if you did not know and you're here. I don't know what fuck the rock you live under. Or you might be a member of the youth. One, two, or three, you should know. Like, one, because they're old. Well, if if you're a young person, you don't know, nigga, because they probably was just born. And they probably weren't watching the movie yep. before they were born. They yep. didn't really understand the hype. Or you a hating ass person and you know, surprise you decided hyped. to stop hating. And now you're watching the movie. And even more hype, they, which is even more meta, they had that crazy movie scene with all these masks and there's so much going on in the movie theater that stab. The stab movies that are made based on the uh the screen. Yeah. Now here's the thing. The killings. Yeah. Would y'all be interested <laughs> in seeing like a stab series on its own? Okay. Well, because that's mm. you know, better, better, better. Uh, we live in real world. At, at this, at this point, there's seven. At this point, there's seven movies. There's seven stab yeah. movies, or eight. Like the first, the first three are the ones that we, we they're made based off the movies that we've already seen, except for the third one. The third one, Back to Woodsboro, will it's probably based more. So it, it's their own thing that they're doing. But like one and two, yeah, they're pretty much screen one and two. <laughs> Just highly stylized and changed up. I would watch all of them. I'm carrying the series. Of course, I'm you carrying the series on my. You are back. a completionist, absolutely, and you love to carry a series on your back. Let me tell you, if I watch, like, if I get to the third movie, I'm like, you know what? I don't have to waste seven more hours of my life watching the rest. Yes, I can watch. You can do that. I'm gonna watch something else instead. I'm gonna I'm report done. back. I'm gonna watch and report uh, back because. Like you said, we've only we know what the first two to three stories are about. We have no idea what how the fuck they got from we we us present day are only four movies in them hoes eight movies in. So what the hell didn't happen? They made between a, four and eight? they had to make up a bunch of shit. Okay. They made up well, a bunch of shit. Answers. I don't. You know what? I can Google I need those the answers. answers. Way. So I, can Google, I will Google those answers. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't watch all the sad movies, but. You know, Stab 2, not Stab 2, why? Scream through 2 ends up with this fucking psychotic killer, then the mom of Billy Loomis, she kills everybody. Now we're in Stab 3 and, you know, City to move into this fucking country ass house, which they need to leave her alone. She can't catch a fucking break. She lives literally in every every two years. But okay, so my problem with this is seclusion, I feel like, is very, it's much more detrimental. Which they make a quote about this, like you need, you know, you live, you need to be with people. You got these ghosts haunting you because they see her mom haunting her. Which is, I thought that the movie was gonna take a supernatural turn. Um, yeah. When I was younger, because if she's seeing the ghost of her mom, or just be the stress because it's a lot of trauma. Her mom is dead. She has no closure. She finds out her mom is almost a stranger, not a stranger, but she's doing all this. She got all these secret lives. You don't. She has a lot. She doesn't know mm-hmm. about her mom. So I'm like, okay, this can pop up. Like you know, you read the book and then they they have a vision of a ghost. Some shit like that, but I'm just like, ma'am, you know how easier it would have been to 
for you to go move somewhere in an apartment complex where the, somebody has to check in with the fucking guard in the front. Girl. That should then help her for a do- in her dorm room. It don't matter where she go <laughs> yeah. because they still find her ass. So she decided, let me just fall off the map. Act like a whole new person. Change and guess name. what? He still found your ass. Don't know how. I, I'm trying now. to figure out with that technology. What year was this? This was 2000. With the year 2000 technology, technology. how the hell did they okay. find her? So another part of technology, I feel like people make this thing with the voice changing and shit, and they're like, oh, it's just so fucking terrible. That's not, we don't even have that voice. With a yak box? No. <laughs> That's what that was. That nigga had the yak box and was talking yeah. on the phone. But you know, you record the voice and change the voice. I feel like, Talk first boy. of all, if I can believe that aliens come and do all this shit or if we can believe that there's vampires that hop around and do all this shit if you can believe that there's Frankensteins and everything else I feel like it's not that far of a fucking reach to believe that there's this made up fucking technology they made it up yeah it doesn't exist they made it fuck they made it up they like they make up everything else bitch it's a movie <laughs> it's a spin your disbelief god damn it we're here with this thick ass voice <laughs> we think now it is a little lazy because they get a lot of people in a lot of places because they have fake ass voices now i can understand that if they would have used it a little more smart just you know here there to create anxiety because you don't know if you're talking to the real person ever in these movies like the third movie well the problem with three is that it constantly went through rewrites like consistently because they they didn't use kevin williamson to write like he wrote like the first two drafts and then he brought someone else in to finish up the work and you could just tell that like they even have like a meta joke in the movie about um i forgot which character is i think it's i think either parker posey or wonder but yeah yeah, but she gets killed in this constant rewrites. Yeah, she complains like, yeah, yeah. it's constant rewrites. How the fuck am I supposed to remember our lines? And then she gets murdered. But, you know, she's right. What's this also the one that took place during kind of like Columbine situation? Where the group got shut down in the movie uh, because it's like, okay, y'all doing all this shit. It's violence on TV, TV violence. Or was that the second one? I don't know. It's one. It's the second one or the third one? Okay. Yeah, it's like it's the, the Columbine. Like, it's More like likely. controversial because the violence is also taking place in the movie, and they're like, ooh, real life. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot going on. First off, I do, so Scream 3, in terms of, like, trilogies we usually know from slasher films, Scream 3 was one of, like, one of my favorites in existence. Um, No, listen, like... It's not bad, it's just not my favorite. It wraps the story together, like, it it literally, they were going to, through the fucking roof swag to bring these circles together. First of all, I like the fact that they were not (laughs) afraid to kill off a lead character or a main character rest of my time to get the mom gossip girl slash the OC up out of here um they get everybody the fuck up out of here and I'm like oh okay well let's get it and then I'm already sick for my girl Sydney because like I said she's living in seclusion the killer come find her ass the killer is wild and then the now I do I was disappointed in the reveal of who the killer was I did like that they expanded more on Maury Prescott's story and she was living this whole sick, secret youth life before her yeah, family. Boy, you were um, hiding a child. She was. She was. And I, I was really upset to later, when we la- it's later revealed that not only was she hiding her child, um, Sydney's essentially what older brother is mad as fuck, or yo, whoever the fuck is mad that, you know, she got to have a mom for, like, a day. 
because uh, clearly the mom died. And um, she was like a female. But she had, you know, got to have a life with this family and this whole situation. Nigga, that ain't got nothing to do with her. She didn't even know you existed, bruh. So you're going to have to call, kill all her friends and kill yeah. everybody on the set? Her well, why? already dead. Like, it just was weak as a bitch. People need therapy. But also psychotic. Like I said, he's like not, he's not thinking. He feels he's like. He's not all the way together. He, he must feel like he's going to be okay if he kills Cindy. You're not going to be okay. Because guess what? You still don't have a fucking mom. So now what? Yeah. Not a so the crazy thing is, is that he also drops in a movie that yeah. he also this man was working like he he together to do everything in the first this one. movie. They were already obsessed with movies. It was easy to push them or coax them into doing some wild shit. This shit and of crazy. course, the first Casey Becker, who was, you know, was it Stewart's girl, ex-girlfriend, you know, boom, boom, Billy Loomis, Sydney girlfriend. She not fucking him either. So she yeah. be like, you're not fucking me. Your mom is breaking up my family, bitch. I'm about to stab your ass up. Because um, I feel like pussy powerful. I feel like she would have fucked him earlier. He might have second gave a second thought. I feel like he was gonna kill her regardless. <laughs> I don't know. Because I he, think he already he had seems his stupid mind. enough to be influenced. He might have been, but I think he would have still killed her. He might have. Because he the was vengeance good. was already. He wasn't there. good. They he had to shoot him a lot of times. You right. They had to shoot him a lot of times. You know, could have went. I don't know because when you introduce different information, you don't know how the story's gonna go. How the character would have reacted to that. But all I know is I know that pussy powerful. And, you know, her fucking him good a couple times might have changed his whole mind. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I niggas think do more for less. Niggas do more for less. I, this is true. But I also think that, in general, like, it don't matter if she was going to bust the pooty open. Like, he was just using that shit against her and trying to manipulate her to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. It wasn't even the main thing. She still won't fucking him. She was like, girl, But I'm he was not- trying to, like, you know, coerce her into having sex with him. That's really what that was. Like, pressuring yeah. her to lose her virginity. Like, it was just... It's she true. was like, girl, PG. PG-13. Let's keep this PG-13. That was him trying to keep to the tropes mm-hmm. about the final girl. Remember in the horror movies, the final girl is supposed to be yeah. pure. And so for him, he was like, if I have a flower, I can kill her. <laughs> so It didn't work but, out for him anyway, because he died. Yeah, he didn't make it to the sequel. Um, so the crazy thing about Scream 3, I, I, I know I keep starting off every sentence with the crazy thing, but it's that, so... Her brother Roman mentions that she he backs Stu and Stu and Billy, but then it's one scene in the first movie. If you pay attention to, is right before. Um, it's either right before or right after Billy and Stu are talking to Randy in the movie theater. It's a scene of Ghostface actually watching uh, Sydney. And it was like, who the fuck is that? Because if they're if if them if both of them are at the movie at the at the rental store. Surprise! Who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, it's Roman. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. There's three kills in the first movie. Kind of. Not really, but they orchestrated the third part. The second part was out of revenge. Because <laughs> Billy's mom is turned the fuck up. But the third one, um, it was fun, but it was like a little bit of ridiculous shit. Like there's explosions. Um, I love the explosion scene. <laughs> I love the scene where the guy goes to the house and they're like, and the killer is the person's gonna die. Whoever can read this note, because this stupid ass could have just brought the fucking note under the light and then he licks it and the house blows up. I love that scene. I definitely would have took the shit off the facts and came straight outside with the note because there were pool lights. Can't and I'm even like, read. You can't First see- of all, I'm not taking nothing off the fucking facts. I'm leaving. Can't even read, did not read. No, he wanted to know because he wants to see who survives because they're abiding well. by a script. 
and it was all these rewrites, different versions of the film. They That's don't know fine. What's Fuck your script, bitch. I'm out. And everybody's a suspect now because Dewey looks shaky because everybody they got all these voice cut, like all these voice fucking mimics and on the talk boy. Yeah, on the talk boy, all these fucking mimics. Mm-hmm. Like I'm Dewey. I'm Cindy, because I'm telling you I'm going to the house party, and I'm not going to the house party. I'm Billy Loomis. Yeah, I'm anybody, you know, which is really wild, and that's probably more reason why he, that person who is a killer, who is their fucking half-brother, would have all these voices, because he's been with it since the beginning. So, of course, he would have all these voices. I like that we get a uh, cameo from Carrie Fisher in this movie. Yeah. I like it, and then she's like, it's really cute, because they're like, aren't you that? And she was like, (laughs) Yeah, I, I get that all the time. It's not me. So basically, like, she's... Her character looks similar to her actual self. She's like, yeah, girl, I know I look like her, but well, I didn't yeah. fuck the director, so I'm not that nigga, but it is her. I'm proud of her. You're like, girl, you are the same person. Recipe's Carrie Fisher. Oh, wow. Yeah, got dark, dark, dark. You know, I mean, the years are going, our our faves are dying. We're getting old because we're getting old, too. So, you know, you know we're just getting to the point of where that's happening. But... Yeah, it's turned up. They killed the fucking the. It reminds me of American Horror Story, which I mean, of course they would pull from there. Where you know you had the reenactors <laughs> doing the situation and they're dying, and you had real characters. Where Scream Three has the reenactors and the actors in the same situation. Yeah. And they're dying and I dying. And one of my favorite scenes is where the girl who plays Girl Weathers is like, "Girl, I'm going where the fuck you going because somebody's following me." And you know what? If they see me and you together, they're going to see you because they want to really kill you. And they're going to kill you and not kill me. And I'm going to get the fuck away. Oh. And I'm just going to hang with you <laughs> because, bitch, we're not, I'm not doing this no fucking more. <laughs> I didn't even do shit, bitch. You were the nigga there. They don't want me. They want you. And I was like, she do die later. They shoot yeah, the that's Jennifer. They try to shoot the mirrors down and get her out of the mirrors. She do die. But felt like it was really funny that bitch I'm going where the fuck you going she had a key card she wanted her fucking she's like method anyways. acting as we go through this she's pretending she's Gail my Gail would do this and Gail's like bitch I'm Gail shut the fuck up cause you don't even know me this is what we would do bitch well there's that so yes in 2011 <laughs> we're pulled up in this final train final station we had Scream 4 um off Fun. Bucks Emma Roberts yeah starring Emma Roberts um, off Bucks, you're a lead, like your intro scene, you, it's a different kind of kill scene because at this point we're used to this, but it's through the lens of Stab 7 and Stab 8. Um, Fun. So yeah, that was, I actually like that. Man, I did feel like they were trying to throw a lot at me, but overall the story and the movie in general, I felt it was very enjoyable. Um, I That's did fun. like, I like Scream 4. I like Scream 4 more than Scream 3 and I don't care how anybody feels about that. Well, there's that. I was more entertained by Scream, especially because you know, I've been watching more movies as a grown-up. Um, as a young Warhog, all I watched was horror films. I watched some other ones, okay, but now I'm watching a lot of movies. I'm like, okay, I know what kind of what to expect from certain characters before they start acting. You know, not times out of ten. And Emma Roberts, I've seen her in AHS, AHS so many times. I'm like, okay, she's definitely a scream queen. She could be a final girl or she could be a killer. We don't know because I've seen her more than once. This is going to be an interesting take. Sydney is here. Gail is here. David Arquette is back as Dewey. He's still here with us. Well, we've got Hayden Pennington here. Yeah, as Kirby. Yep. Yeah. We got Rory Culkin playing Charlie. You know, he and Macaulay Culkin probably. Yes. Or Wes Craven pops up as the coroner. He does. Yeah, everybody. You know, we got a few people in this movie. It's a fun time. Anna Paquin pops up in the beginning. 
Yeah, and this time I feel like Emma Roberts is related to Sydney Stewart. That's her cousin. What cousin? Yeah, and you know this bitch. Like, all right, I'm spoiling it, and I like I said, yeah, you cousin. Be, if you yeah. watch them at this point. Um, at this point, um, Emma Roberts is definitely the killer. Nope. Um, one of them, and she. I didn't really see that coming. I didn't. They they did not red herring her too much. They made it really seem like she was a victim, and then towards the end, you realize that no, this bitch is devious, but also. It's something that can be expected from Emma Roberts because I've seen her kill people before. I've seen her do some devious shit. Mm-hmm. Like she, this is not above her. You know, she seemed like look cute and innocent, but she's also she can kill people. Even AHS in 1984. I'm not going to spoil that, but her character has a duality. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. innocent, I'm cool, and then oh, I will also stab you. So you know, check out those. Check out Emma Roberts as a whole. I do enjoy her, but. You know, she, you don't really, I don't, I didn't see it. And I'm like, usually I see those kinds of things coming up. I didn't know who the killer was going to be because Scream 3 had laid dormant for so long mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I thought they was done. No, I, I did ask. That's fair. Somebody had to pull up on me was like, hey, there's a Scream 4. Surprise. What? I, I was like, wait a minute, we're so well. Oh, okay. And then I <laughs> saw it not so long ago. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is kind of fun and refreshing. And they opened it back up where we could do a Scream 5. And I'm okay with that. It's not like, oh, they open up screen five and it's a stupid force thing and you're just making up bullshit. Like, you kind of have a solid basis to go move forward based on what screen four presented us with. Um, it was fun. Like, there's a lot of good kills. There's some ruthlessness <laughs> to it. Like, bitch, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. Especially when you figure out who, like, well, you figure out that she planted this shit from the beginning. And she's not fucking with y'all. And yes, I'm about to go viral, bitch. Yeah, the meta commentary of that, this screen for like Jill is trying to kill Sydney to become the new Sydney, and that this is screen four was supposed to be like a reboot of the series. And that mm-hmm. the meta commentary is that reboots and remakes try to yeah. take and become better than the original murdered, but like, then kind of still kind of fails I am Sydney Prescott like, funny. You, like Sydney Prescott has been a bad bitch since Scream 1 you think you're going to pull up in Scream 4 and show her something new bitch something comes with experience and I feel like yep. what we need to understand is you know yeah you a new bitch and you got these cute new ideas but bitch I have experience and I know what to expect because living life and doing certain things as a whole it's gonna affect how I make decisions moving forward, and you can't, you can't preconceive or like understand those decisions because you've never been here before. Yeah. So you think you know me, bitch, but I'm gonna. Come you think you know me, but I'm gonna come out on top because, bitch, this is my fourth movie, and Look. you can't beat my ass. I'm a bad bitch, nigga. You can't kill me, okay? You thought Emma Roberts, you're cute, and I love you and Kevin, great, but. You know, you you did that, but you didn't do Scream. Mm-hmm. I've been here. I've done Scream three times. This is your first time doing Scream. You can't beat my ass. That's <laughs> why so I'm like, oh, like, okay. That Although it didn't look like she was going to beat her ass because it seemed that way. She was in, in the tours and she's in the hospital. And they was like, do we saw her? Yeah, I think she's going to pull through. And she's like, he leaves and she's like, fuck, rips her fucking bank, like IVs out. I'm like, bitch, I got to beat her ass. What the fuck? That bitch is going to tell everything. I have to kill her. Right. Yeah, because like, Sydney will say cause she's trying to sell books, movies, interviews. She's trying to get out on top viral, be a speaker at somebody's college, university about survival and, you know, making choices. She's trying to do that. She's making a career out of this bullshit, but she, you know, she kind of had to, she had to 
folly it up. Yeah. Kind of fuck shit up to make her own sand platform. She had to create a platform out of murder and death. Yeah. And Sydney said, bitch, I'm not about to die for your cause. So fucks her up. And there's a police officer who's also a red herring in there. They love doing red herring. Every oh, time you crazy. say red herring, I think I'm watching a pup named Scooby Doo. It's a red herring. And then he does a little so, shape. Well, that's so red so herring. What a red herring is mm-hmm. in a child, like you know, as you know, as an educator, I'm like, that's the perfect way to teach children about film. Like, this is what a red herring is. You think this person did this per- thing, but they're not the person who did it. You gotta look even deeper. They beat your ass in the head with that shit every episode. Yeah, but but also when you think about the audience of the ages, all the years of those kids. It's and, true. I mean... It's true. It's yeah, true. you know? You can't just... You can't give it to them subtly. You have to show... Like, you have to model it for them. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo was a fun time. Scooby-Doo. But yeah, they definitely give it as... Oh, she's a red herring. Because also the character choice, the choice of words always makes them look guilty. Well, I did this. Well, I did that. Oh, I said this. I'm like, mm, bitch, you are guilty. I don't I don't know about you. You can't be trusted. I think that's a fun part of the Scream series. Like, mm-hmm. that's a always uh, ever-present, you know, trait of those films where there's always a red herring and they throw, and it's usually more than one, and they kind of throw it at you and it makes you forget about who may actually be involved. Mm-hmm. So that that's fun. It takes some timing and skill. I like that. I like it. Scream Four was fun. It was um, fun, but also Sydney comes out on top. The girl, as always, she tears off her fucking IVs to go beat Sydney ass in the hospital, and say Sydney come out and beat the shit out of her. But then Gail also pulls up. They electrocute the shit out of her in a way that's very interesting. It's kind of on the nose, but I still like it because sometimes I like on the nose shit. And, you know, also the police officers who you thought was a red herring pulls up with her pistol. Like, she's wearing a vest and she, you know, pulls up and helps. Let's get it. Assist in saving the day. It's fun. Like, watch Scream 4. 1, 2, and 4 are really good. Four, 3 is also fun and entertaining to watch. Definitely watch. I was, like I said, all four movies are worth the watch. Now, Ernest, quick question. This is for you, Jazz. Um, what is your favorite killer reveal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's um, it's Billy Loomis and Stu. Um, <laughs> you have Randy coming and in, running into the house, talking about like everyone's gone crazy, Surprise! and then Stu just turns and goes, "You know, we all go a little mad sometimes," and then shoots him. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. You like oh shit! It, it's a great reveal, especially the quote from Psycho. So you know, full circle, we're back on Psycho again. So I find okay because I'm like all the reveals are really fun. for sure. I don't know because I feel like the first one is great because Matthew Lillard is so in. Like I told you, Matthew Lillard foaming at the mouth really t- like he like when I tell y'all, please if you've not seen Scream or if you've actually seen Scream in the last ten years, watch it again. Just, just to remind you of this man foaming at the mouth and giving out these speeches with his hands. He is sweating, okay? He's not playing with you bitches. Because it's like, okay, you get character reveals in the other ones. Mm-hmm. But this one is so, like, he's so engaged in what the fuck he's doing. He's like, bitch, I like the movies. We're going to do this. And, like, like he don't believe his real life. Like, he in GTA or some shit. And when they kill him, GTA it's just going to say wasted across the And he going to repopulate in the fucking game. That's not how it happened. Yep. Like, that's not how it works. Like, two, 
you know, the reveal, okay, the the, the sleazy, like, not sleazy, oily man, the oily man and fucking Billy Loomis' mom, okay, I understand, but it was like a backwards situation when it comes to, like, Friday the 13th, the mom did it, okay, alright, boom. And then you got this person who's easy, easy to manipulate. Okay, boom, whatever. The third one, all right, this fucking random brother we never knew about and was I dead because they, because he died and they took his fucking pulse. He was dead. He won't dead. Like, I do like you that. know how to take pulse? Do you not know how to take pulse? Did he take a drug? Did he got fake ass wrist? What did he do to get out of niggas detecting his pulse before he did? He held his breath, bitch. Okay, he's got talent. And that's not enough. Your blood is still flowing. You nope. held your breath. Your blood is still they moving. They were all complicit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he had, like, fake ass wrists. They got these fake ass voices. Maybe he put fake wrists on and she tapped some Maybe latex. he went to sleep. And the latex, you can't feel shit. It's cold. Cool. That's fine. Well, I actually like that one. The I mean, I'm not... one, outside of the third one, that the first one, I like the third reveal. That was one of my favorite reveals. Okay, um, because... I'm okay. Because then you didn't see it coming. Well, yeah, because like, okay, I saw... he's dead, you think he's dead. Right. Well, mostly just in general, like, I wasn't expecting her to have a whole secret-ass family that she never knew about. Clearly, she wasn't expecting it, so we're all shocked. All, I was like, well, yeah, who she the fuck drum up this fucking conversation? But at the same time, like, Okay, well, all right, I'm gonna believe it. <laughs> that well, was it. Well, you know, I just, I definitely, the first one was definitely one of my favorites. The second one was, man, it was, it wasn't bad, but I just, I enjoyed the movie more than so than the reveal for the second one. The third one, the movie was silly. It, it wasn't bad, but it was definitely a lot of silly parts. Fun. It was more comedic. I feel like. Um, in the reveal, like I said, I don't give a fuck about his breath. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like I said, the first and the the fourth one I enjoyed very much because the fourth one I did not see coming. Like I really didn't think Emma Roberts was the killer. Did not because they waited till the they held off on it as long as they could to me. Now mm-hmm. maybe I need to watch it one more time. Maybe they telegraphed it a little bit earlier, but they did. I missed it. Yeah, like I said, I could just watch it again because sometimes you gotta watch movies a bunch of times. Be like, oh, they did this. Okay, I see. Because now you know the ending, you can go back and look for certain clues mm-hmm. on it. So I'm like, yeah, but I didn't see it coming. So I'm like, the first one, then the fourth one. Not going to hold you. Not going to hold you. Then I'll go with the second and then the fourth. I mean, third. Yeah. Okay. It's very strange lining up I have, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, well. Um, we would like to know what you think um, were you fucking with the Scream series? Do you think it's one of the greatest slasher series of all time? Were you like, girl, Ghostface is just a bitch ass nigga? Like, you like the costume? <laughs> like, yes, actually. Like, what, did, what were your phase? Were you not your phase? Are you just like, oh, well, you know, this is another movie? <laughs> um, go ahead and hit us up on actually, we got a website. It's called girlnascara.com. Yes. Um, and if you really don't know how to get the computers puking and you really just, you know how to do, you know, one internet page at a time, <laughs> that's okay. This is a judgment-free zone. You can just go ahead and email us at grltspod at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Girl That's Scary on Instagram and Twitter. I run the Twitter page and Kat usually runs the Instagram page. We do interchange. Sometimes we're tweeting at the same time. That's okay. Sometimes we're on Instagram at the same time. That's okay. Um, you know, you... It's fine. Just pull up on us. We'll let you know who we is. <laughs> While well, we're tweeting, it's fun. I would like to thank my friend Ernest for coming to be my friend Ernest. Who is also in the horror movie and, and nerd shit like we are. And you know, we foresee Ernest. Ernest, plug your shit, nigga. Plug your shit. <laughs> mm.
you can find me pretty much anywhere where you can find anyone. Just shout my name into the ether, and I probably show it up exactly. here. Also, you can find me haunting this podcast every so often. She's great. Um, you know, and he likes this. Play your cool guitar. All right, y'all. We out this bitch. Bye. Bye. <laughs>